This episode is sponsored by A Little Hypnosis. Sometimes it can be hard to be confident and enjoy our little life to the fullest. That is where A Little Hypnosis could be helpful. Hypnotherapy can help you freely use your diapers, reinforce little space, and age regression. My friends over at A Little Hypnosis want to help you, so for a limited time, they're giving Newsy Nook listeners $20 off your first session. Just go to alittlehypnosis.com slash newsybaby to get the discount. That's alittlehypnosis.com slash newsybaby for $20 off your first session. Try A Little Hypnosis, a kink-focused therapeutic approach to the mind. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsy's Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to want my pamps. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsy's Nook, I have all the details you need to know before you go to this year's CapCon. This week in Newsy's noteworthy events, if you're heading to Capcom, make sure to check out the 5th annual unofficial Capcom pre-party happening Tuesday, March 21st. A private 21 and over ABDL takeover event in the whole basement bar from 6pm to 2am. There is no cover, but you must show the poster to enter. I will have a link to the poster in the show notes. <laughs> This week in Uzi's Nook, come one, come all, to Capcom 2023, happening March 22nd to the 26th. This immersive age play convention is considered to be one of the biggest in the United States. This year will be my first time going, so to get prepared, I sat down with Alexi, one of the organizers, to go over the theme, what new programming is planned this year, what I should pack, and how I should prepare. <laughs> Well, thank you, Alexi, for coming to Newsy's Nook and talking about this year's Capcom. Oh, thank you for having me. I, I always appreciate getting invited on. Of course. So this year's theme is Carnival. Where did you get that idea? So, I mean, at this point, since Capcom's been around for a while, we're really just looking for new fun things that, that people can enjoy. And it's one of those aspects of, of childhood that some people can connect to where it's just kind of, oh, we're going to the carnival. There's going to be games. There's going to be fun things. That's kind of where we got that from, just to kind of bring that extra aspect into the theme of the event. Are you going to do anything like special to the event to make it carnival themed? Uh, we are. There is there is going to be like a carnival games night thing set up in different areas of the of the space. So all different rooms are going to have different games and there's going to be tickets and prizes and stuff. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Um, so new this year is the cabaret events that are happening throughout the week. Can you talk about um, what's happening each day? Yeah, absolutely. So first off, the cabaret itself, new new thing for us, because we haven't really ever had a space like this before in the event itself, which is geared towards, you know, bigs or, or the adults or the people who want to go to an adult thing without actually leaving the event. And so 
um that's what we we were like we got to find a space within everything to be able to make it work and and with the theme of carnival uh, for my my brain just kept rolling over the concept of cabaret and this kind of like showy and then you know aspect of things where adults can go and, and go out but specifically it was a place that, you know, we can give people a reason to get dressed up and be adult within the space and on top of, you know, unless they go to like the dark room and stuff like that. Something that is an extra way to escape all of the littles or, or that concept of, of where I'm going to drop my child off at daycare and go out tonight with my partner or what, what have you. So the first night we're going to have like a meet and greet thing like we normally do for, for the event where everyone can dress casual and get to meet people, get to talk to others that maybe they've meet, met before, haven't seen each other in a while, that kind of thing. There'll be hors d'oeuvres. There's a bar down there, just kind of very casual music mm-hmm. in the background, stuff like that. On the second night, we decided ballroom dancing. It's like the concept of think old school. I just, we just went out to dinner and now we're going to the club where we're going to dance and have a drink and and it's a little more upper class a little more fancy um that kind of deal and we kind of put suggested like attire for each of the nights because it's basically like no unsupervised littles can be at the cabaret and no you know don't really show your diapers off because we're trying to create an adult headspace Mm. but we've kind of created like the first night was more like casual. Second night is more dress casual, kind of like a little more formal. And it's whatever it means to the individual. We're not setting like very strict rules. We want to like, this is the ambiance we're going for. So what it means to you, that's what you bring. For and the ballroom were, dancing one, is that more like Great Gatsby-esque themed? In my brain, it is. Okay. <laughs> so that's kind of like part of that. Um, and we're, we're working on setting up live music for the nights and, and things like that. So we'll have a band actually there on several of the nights and it might be different people doing different music, different nights. We're still kind of finalizing all of that, but, um, I'm really excited for it. And then when there's not actual live music, we will still have music being played in the room continuously, kind of creating this more jazzy swing theme based on on what night it is. Did you hire musicians just for this event? Actually, we're only using people within the scene. So so you found like you found like musicians and people in the scene to do this like ballroom dancing scene on this night. Yes, that's so cool. Right. I want uh, the biggest thing I'm trying to push with this is to like build it from the inside. I want I want this to be like the largest attendee led thing that I could possibly make. Like it's like going to the Ren Fair and, and RPing the things. But now you've got this cabaret and you've got the bigs and you've got people hanging out at the bar. You've got the ballroom dancing. You've got all these aspects we can bring in where you can just kind of build it from the community itself. And that's kind of what I'm looking for. Very cool. Nice. And then, okay, so that's the ballroom dancing night. What about the bottle and cap casino night? What's what's like the okay. theme there? Are we thinking like James like Bond fake. 007? Yeah, kind of like that, kind of Monte Carlo, flashy, gaudy, kind of. This is where we, we dress in all the, all the ridiculous things that you're going to the really fancy 
really fancy night. That's that's the biggest one. And it's like everything's going to be, you know, bling and and all full of casino tables and all these things that are going on because we're literally building a casino in there to an extent for for everything we're going to have all these different tables we're going to have poker and blackjack and uh craps and roulette and all these things going on so (laughs) and i think i know the answer to this but i'm guessing all the dealers and everything they're within the community too they're all volunteers yes wow that's Wow, amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited because it's just kind of one of those things where you reach out to everyone. You go, okay, we want to do this thing. And who within the community wants to help build this thing that's never been done before? And you'd be surprised how many people <laughs> want to be a part of something like that, which is great because it allows them to kind of help mold it into, into something special. Right. All right. So that's the Bottle and Cap Casino Night. What about the burlesque show? What, what so the burlesque doing? show um so like it, it's i want to i call it a, a ble- or burlesque environment i call it a burlesque variety show because i want it to be like it's a more adult themed performance for artists to come and show things some of it's burlesque or a talent it's a little less restrained than what might be in the pageant and it also is just to showcase talent more than to try and win a thing so people are coming to to perform as an artist, and that's been really exciting to see people be like, "Yes, I want to do this." They get they get you know bigger time slots. They get to set up things the way they want, and it's going to be rehearsed a little bit before the event and and everything like that. But it's supposed to complement the the pageant, so it's more of a it's more an adult version of the talent show esque in a burlesque format for to complement the pageant, I guess. So it's like the late night version. Got it. If that makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So I've never been to Capcom before, so I'm just going to, hopefully this isn't a dumb question. So traditionally at Capcom, there's usually a pageant. There's already like a talent portion and this is just kind of like the after dark version of it. To an extent, yes, you're okay. correct. So, like in the in the pageant, there's like there's like performance based things, um, and there's a whole track for for pageants and littles and things, I, which I never knew when I first started it because I did it wasn't my idea initially. It was uh, brought on by other people, and I didn't realize there was a track, kind of similar to like a low, like a much lower version of like uh, the Leatherman competition and things like that that I never even knew existed. Like I knew the Leatherman competition existed, but I didn't know this part did. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of like that. It's much more geared towards the performance itself and the ability to showcase art than it is to have just this pageant competition, which is, is definitely every year. It's, it's an exciting thing. It's usually a couple hours long, we might not be that full two hours like the pageant is, but it'll definitely be just there for a full performance. And it's definitely yeah, the after dark version is, is an accurate, an accurate way to describe it. Okay. So if people, let's say they're listening to the show and they're like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know there was a pageant. Or if this is their first time and they're like, Oh, I want to sign up for a pageant. Can they still sign up for the pageant? And can they still sign up to be in the burlesque show? Or is it more like the burlesque show is karaoke night and you kind of just show up and you sign up the night of? Uh, no, actually for both, you can definitely sign up for the, um, 
pageant we usually do auditions and things at the event a lot of people come um and they can also email ahead of time if they really want to make sure that they are included um at least for the auditions we kind of do a whole whole morning thing where people audition and we set it up for the burlesque show i do have sign up forms and things i'll actually give them to you after this so you can post them um and they can sign up uh but yeah or if they come to the event and they want to be a part of it they're welcome to reach out when they get there as well and i'm happy to to work with them and the only thing that we're really going to do for the burlesque show for sure is we're going to do at least one run through of the actual performance earlier in the day before the actual event to make sure we have all the timing down right so just uh that's really the only other extra little caveat is we want to do at least one run through the performance to make sure everything's good. Totally random question. Is there going to be a pianist at the burlesque show? You know, I've been working on that. That's kind of one of my goals. Uh, I am hoping so. At this point, I haven't gotten one locked in, but I, I will seek one out. Because I thought it would be so cute. I know it's more adult themed, so maybe like not show the diaper. But if you're a Broadway person, you may have heard of the song Broadway Baby. And that's Mm -hmm. such a fun song. to. I don't know. I love singing that song. And I was thinking, oh, that would be a fun like burlesque show kind of song to sing with a pianist, Broadway Baby. Oh, sure. Anyway. All right. So that's the burlesque show. And then the final night is the farewell social. So is that more of like jeans, T-shirt, like less casual? Yeah, it's definitely casual. It's kind of that that way that you can get to it's it's very similar to like an, an opposite version of the greeting where it's like you're getting to see everyone one last time kind of get a chance to to hang out a little bit it's super casual it's uh, it's a way to sit and relax kind of help with that winding down of the event itself hopefully help with some of that drop things like that allow yourself a little bit of segue into it coming to an end before we reach the end you know going back to the real world I, yeah, I mean, I haven't I haven't been to any Capcons, but I feel like this is a very fun event or fun series of events. It also sounds very like like you said, DL focused. Was that a big thing that you'd heard from the community? Like more um, DL, less less age play events, more kind of like for adult events. Yeah, I've heard that in, in not just for DLs, but for just bigs in general as well. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times there's just people who will come. They love being at the event. They love being around other people who are similar to them. And But there hasn't always been aspects that are just like directed at, at all of these folks. And so it was definitely a need. And I wanted to fill that need as best we could as soon as we found the space to do so. Got it. What other programming are you excited for? Like, if this was my first time, what what is one program that you're like, you have to, you have to go to this? Okay, so that's, that's a hard one. There are so many things that go on during, like, the, en- the entirety of the event. Mm-hmm. Um, the pageant's usually a fan favorite. That's always a big one. Um, it's, a, it's a little bit of a time commitment, because that's one of our longer ones. But it's worth it. What day is that? That's on Saturday, um, but it's earlier than the burlesque show. Got it on Saturday. Cool. Yeah. So that that'll be fun. Um, and it's usually you see a bunch of amazing people do a bunch of amazing things. So it's usually worth it. Um, the uh, it's hard 
like because we've got so many little things that are always going on like i really like going to some of the well i used to like going to classes i hadn't been to classes in a really long time because i'm always working but i got to go to the podcast last year that was really fun for me because i haven't gotten to really go to too many things in a while so i always recommend checking that stuff out oh Um, who did a live show uh, we had the usual bet doing a live show, and we had Love in Brief, and we had um, Dear Jazzy. They all did live shows last year, oh, very and cool. they're gonna do. I know at least two of them are for sure locked in this year. I have to double check. I am not in charge of all the scheduling this year. Do you just so. like put them in like a like a conference space and close the door, and they kind of just do a live showing in there with an audience? And yes, it's to an extent, yes. They're but they're bigger than just an office space. It's like how so we have this big ballroom area that we use when we open up for everything. It has like a main stage on it, and they come onto the main stage. So you can fit quite a few people in there as far as an audience goes for a live show, which is nice. Eventually you're gonna have to make your way out to do to do a live show as well. You know what? A lot of people have asked me, are you going to do a live show at Capcom? And honestly, I kind of just want to go like I don't want my first time. I don't want to work my first time. I kind of just want to like go experience it, marinate and then like and then maybe like in a couple of years, I'll come back to you and be like, "Okay, I'm ready. Oh, no, I totally understand that. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. I'm like, go in and experience it and then decide if it's if it's something you want to do or you're ready to do. Because I definitely know was first time, a lot of times people are just completely overwhelmed and it takes a while to just get into letting yourself enjoy all the things at whatever pace you're going to do it because there's so much going on. Right, right. Okay, so you said pageant, you said live showing classes. What is there like a program? that like you can pick up the day of and it shows you like what where everything's happening yeah so what we do is we set up everything in in sketch which is this app and everybody gets access to it after it's posted through having a ticket and i'll figure out i know that they're setting up the whole schedule right now we also try to post it around the hotel so that you can actually see what's going on and where at what time continuously and we're trying to do that even better this year than we have in the past, just because there's so many different things happening. And so, yeah, there, there's always the Sketch app, there's signage on the hotel, and then there's, um, we just post everything. So we run announcements if we have to through the emails and, and stuff like that as well. So there's a lot of places to find out what's going on and where. That's so cool. It almost sounds kind of like EDC. I know there's for EDC, there's so much happening and there's an app that you can just like pre-select, like I want to go to this and I want to go to this and I want to go to this. So I think that's so cool that you have an app for this event. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's it is very similar to that where you can just kind of look at the things and it will kind of remind you that that it's about to start and it may say a thing. And we tend to put signage up on all the different rooms so you can find out exactly what you're looking for. Nice. So. Let's turn to ticketing this year. Before I get into all the details of ticketing, did you get more requests for tickets this year than you did last year? I would say yes. Mm. Um, fortunately, that's something I not something I personally have to go through because I remember those years. That was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I I continuously see the the influx of everything and 
this kind of new, it, it's a little bit newer system. We keep trying to make it as fair as possible to everyone because it's like at, when tickets sell out real fast, it's hard for everyone to get tickets and then it's hard for people to plan and it's hard for people to get into the hotel. So we try to space, we're trying to space things out so that everyone has a fair chance to get into everything that they want to as best we can make it. And I understand that is difficult sometimes, especially because prices are higher because of like inflation stuff and, and things like that, especially after all of the COVID things. So it's, it's harder to, to get everyone on board with sometimes, but we are doing the best we can with it. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, this was my first time buying a ticket and two, I think I paid 248, 248's I mean, granted, this is a very big event, so I don't know what to expect for 248, but you're saying that ticket prices were higher this year? Yeah, they were a little bit. This raised a little bit. Um, and and we always get some pushback from that, which is normal. I like we're, we're not offended or upset by it. It's just we try to work with everything we can. What the, the thing about all of it is that we only raise things to what we need to pay for the event. And then everything else goes into adding to the event as best we can. Cause we put literally all the money we get into the event itself continuously over and over and over again. And so as long as we can fund the event to continue to make new things and to continue to repair things and to add and, and all of these things, that's, that's what it's for. So we continue to push that and we just have to follow the economy, unfortunately in that as well. Got it. So when you hear things on Twitter that are like, oh, they raise the prices so they so they can make a profit and line their wallets, you're like, no, everything goes back to the event. I make nothing from this. Yeah, I I wish that that I could line my wallet with the money, but I can't. There you go. <laughs> it, it's like the thing about running an event like this, which is hard for people to believe. It's like you're you're lucky to break even. And that's the way it was for a number of years. Now that we've started to break even, we can, and that's why we get the chance to add things to the event. We get to build, have things built to, to, that's why we have things like high chairs in the dining room. And we have like all these other equipment pieces that keep showing up is because we, we are getting the availability to, to buy them or to have them made or, or to do all of that things because we've gotten past the, we can break even now so we can add to the event. It's because kind of how many years have you been doing this? So this is, oh, let's see. Uh, we were running fine until COVID. So that was 10. And mm -hmm. then, so I think this will be technically the 12th one. But really, it's because we did summer camp doesn't really count as a camp count in the system. So technically, I don't know. So like, I don't know, we're in a number of like 13 or 14 years of working on this event. But um but physically capcon this is 11 but if you count summer camp this may be 12 yes and that's you and that also you have to take out the, the when we were off for covid so we've been doing this a long time and it was just definitely the first i would say five or six years we were lucky to break even it wasn't until after that we actually started to be able to get things to to be able to build on what we had already started with and and that just takes time and, and effort in everyone else, which right. is, is good to, good place to be at now. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So 
I need to ask the question, what did you think, you know, you, you say every year you try to make it more streamlined, more fair. Now that, now that I would say, you know, I, I think ticket sales are probably slowing down a little bit after the initial launch. What did you think of the whole ticketing process this year? I, I definitely think it's a step in the right direction. Um, I'm sure we're going to work on editing it slightly. Um, with people who have more knowledge in how it works than I do. Um, but I, it definitely seemed to work better. I know that because we're implementing this like refund policy now based on, you know, because things happen. We're, we're doing our best to accommodate for the, the people that have things happen. And we'll have to see what that really does because it's, it's, we haven't had really a refund policy in a like ever. So finally being able to be comfortable enough to, to implement that shows not only the, the commitment of the attendees, but, but the growth of the event itself, which is great. Cause that's one of those other things that we have to, so, to understand and, and be cognizant of with ticket prices and things like that. So I think, I think it's definitely in the, in the right direction. I think it's going to be ultimately better and easier for the hotel and getting everything, getting people rooms when they want it and stuff like that. But it's a process, right? It is. It <laughs> is a process. So I did a little quick little poll on Twitter. I asked if you're going to Capcom this year, was ticket process, was the ticketing process easier than last year? 32% said yes. 68% said no. I know you're still in the planning process of this year, but has there been any discussions for next year in terms of like what worked, what didn't work, what do we need to change, what are we going to keep? Briefly, there's been briefly, I think the goal of this really was when it comes down to how we get rooms in the hotel set up. And that's the biggest differentiation on tickets and ticket prices was to make sure that people who are going to, who can get the rooms and want to get the rooms can get them. And then, and then we worry about everything else. And that's always going to be tricky that first time when you're trying something new. So we've talked about it a little bit, but that's also going to be a bigger conversation once this year is done. So. Right. Right. Yeah. I know, I know at least for me, there was like a little, a little snafu of, I thought a friend was going to get the room and he didn't wake up in time, so I got a ticket and didn't get a room. So then I was without a room for like a good three weeks, and then I finally found someone. So yeah, I guess when you think about it, like coordinating rooms at an event such as this, where there's like, you know, there's a lot of secrecy, there's a lot of protections that need to have. Getting a host room and coordinating all that does seem kind of like a headache and does seem like it needs like a special hand versus like a, getting a regular hotel room. Right. And so that's kind of what we're trying to, to figure out. And I think this was a good first attempt. And I think we can, over the next couple of years, work to streamline it better and make it easier. I also think it's just harder when it's brand new for everyone. So, so hopefully that will be a little bit easier in the future and we'll definitely be talking about it. Right. So. Moving on. So this will be my first CapCon. I am very excited. I won't be there the first day because I don't have enough PTO because I'm still an adult. But mm. I will be there uh, starting Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Friday. I have to look at my calendar. I will be there, though. So what should I pack? What, like, if I needed to pack anything, what do I need to pack for CapCon? Okay. So, so there's there's a lot of 
a lot of people have a bunch of different views on, on how you should pack. Um, I personally, I, I pack far too much because I'm always that way. But um, like the big one is always like, how many diapers should I pack? And I always say, you know what, pack, an, I always bring at least one, one bag or something like that. But there's so many there, both from the vendors and there's some on the changing room and all these things that it's easier to buy them there if you need, if, if you want to make space. So, so that's a thing. Like usually there are, are tons of, of diaper because we have all the big diaper vendors there. So usually there's tons of them there selling it and you can always buy diapers at the event. As we get bigger, that becomes becomes harder for supplies and things. So it's, you got to pay attention to, to who makes sure they have all their shipments in it and what have you. But um, definitely that's one. So have some, but but you can always get some there if that's a concern. And then um, I always say bring a variety of, of outfits that you are excited for. And so like, I always bring a mix between where I have to present as an adult and when I have to, when I get to be just everything else. So enjoy, but, but don't feel like you have to go from zero to 60 in the first minute you walk in, especially in your first time, go in with what's comfortable. Cause that's the biggest thing. As long as you're comfortable, it doesn't matter what it is. You will break out into however you want to be. And then, you know, bring whatever accessories make you happy. If you've got a stuffy that you like, bring that because you can carry the stuffy around everywhere. If you like, you know, pacifiers and bottles and all that stuff, bring all that too. Um, but they also have a ton of vendors there mm -hmm. that, that sell a bunch of these things as well. So you can always look into getting more of that. Um, and then, you know, I always am big on having sweats and things just in case you're like, I'm lazy and I need to go out of the hotel. So I have a pair of sweatpants that I can throw on and know it'll be the wiser. Um, and then hygiene. Hygiene is important. Mm -hmm. We tell it to everyone. Be ready. Bring everything you need to, to shower and stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's don't, a big one don't we come with no hygiene because that's just disgusting. Yeah, well, I mean, people get caught up in things. I'm not going to to I'm not going to say anything else other than that. So, but I always encourage everyone to to bring all that stuff or to pick it up on the way or what have you, so that you have are ready. And the hotel usually has like soap and shampoo and stuff, and and that's a big one. But um, yeah, I mean, those would be the big ones. I think that when you're at the hotel and you kind of get a feel of it, you'll you'll get a chance to open up as you see fit but as much as it is fun to bring all the things there are also a ton of things there because there's a huge vendor area that you can look at all sorts of outfits and new things so maybe also have space in your suitcase to be able to take things back with you mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. um just no I've, I've always heard that i've always heard that don't overpack to capcom because you're just going to buy a whole bunch of stuff and you're going to need an extra suitcase Yep, that, that is the commonality. <laughs> um, um, you talked yeah. about vendors a lot. Is there a list of vendors currently out that's going to be at Capcom? Or is it more of like check with your current, check with your favorite ABDL company and see if they're going to be there? Um, there will be a list out. It's usually on, on the Sketch app as well. And we usually post it on the website once everything's completely finalized. So, or, and I know we send out um, 
periodic announcements and things through the emails to the mail list. So that will all be listed there. Um, if there's any ABDL businesses listening right now, are there is there still time for them to sign up to be a vendor? I'd have to check in on that. I know that mm. we are kind of down to the wire with a lot of that because there's a lot of workings that go on between like we have like a vendor liaison who kind of does all of that stuff. And I know that a lot of the the contracts and space are already set up. So I'd have to double check, but they can always inquire. You, they can always email um, either contact at capcon.club or um, I want to say vendors at capcon.club, but I can double check on that one for sure. Contact and then they get a hold of somebody Got that it. would respond. And then the last question I have is Are the changing room diapers free or do I have to pay for that? Uh, the changing room diapers are free, they're donated by the companies who come to vend um, usually. And it's, but there's like, we they're not infinite they're free but not infinite they're free but not so, infinite got it that's, um, that's the easy way to explain that and then so i know so the you know there's the sketch app and all that and i know last year when we talked and you gave the advice of don't overwhelm yourself because you know you've seen seen in the past that people want to do literally everything that there is to do and then by like the third day they're burnt out so I'll ask the question again, what do you, what is the best way to approach Capcom? Like if you wanted to have a really good experience, in your opinion, what is the best way to approach this event? Um, I think it comes down to just being, being open, not only with each other, with everyone else, but with yourself. Because when it comes down to it, Capcom's whole essence is to let you be yourself in a space without judgment. And believe me, everyone's very friendly. But the point is, as you, you know, go at your comfort level. So you come in, usually, you know, you're dressed casually most of the time, unless you come from work or something like that. Um, and, you know, take a moment, look at what's going on, decide where you want to be. If you want to go get changed into something that's more comfortable, even if it's just, you know, like I mentioned sweats, I, I wear sweatpants half the time I'm there, but um, you know, or if you want to put on an outfit because it makes you feel better, do that. And then just kind of meander, see what's going on, watch the things and watch people interacting and then find a place you want to jump in for a while. Maybe it's a thing that you're going to have fun with. Maybe you find out it's not your thing and you venture somewhere else. Just piece by piece and just take your time. Because realistically, it's one of those things where you have to realize yourself as much as you need to realize everything else that's going on at the event. Because you're going to find out what works for you. And then that's what you should foster. Say, okay. And occasionally maybe you find a group of people that you meld with and, and you hang out with them for a while and you follow along until you find a different group you want to be with. And, and stuff like that will happen all the time. I've seen it. I've seen it happen hundreds of times where people are just like, I'm going to hang out with this group for a while. Then I'm going to go hang out with this group. And I got different rooms I got to go to. And I would also suggest just generally walking the space and getting a chance to look even for just a few seconds at everything before you decide this is where I want to start. And if it becomes overwhelming, 
you know, you can go hang out at the cabaret if you're in an adult space, or you can go to the sensory room where you can just chill and wind down. So like, there are spaces for people to do things. Or you can go into the main space and there's a giant couch that makes you feel like you're super tiny. Go sit on that for a while. Oh, this sounds like a very so, like retreat. Like it's it sounds like a retreat for the mind and for your body and for your kink. Would you would you describe Capcom as like a retreat? Yes. That is what I want. This that I mean, yes, there's also a ton of parties and things that go on, but like that is the ultimate thing. I think the retreat allows you to be that space and be yourself in that space. And I know a lot of people are like, that is my identity. And I'm like, cool. Well, come be that identity in the space where everyone else is doing their thing too. And, and there you go. Like it's, 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 that's what it's for. Very cool. And then my last question, because someone told me, I, you didn't tell me about this last year and then someone told me about it. So now I need to ask, there's a dark room. What happens yes. in this dark room? I need to know. Okay. So, if we <laughs> So the thing about the dark room is it is the crossover between all the direct age play aspects and the rest of the kink world. So, it is like your typical kind of dungeony experience if you're going to go to like the local dungeon mm-hmm. there's scening there's all sorts of equipment we've got crosses we've got spanking benches we've got cages we've got all kinds of things there and so it's kind of where where you get to do that more adult scening in a kink aspect inside of the space but there are rules for it like in any dungeon okay what are the rules uh, <laughs> you have to uh, you have to go to like a a class before it, and just so, so all everything is laid out, and then you'll get an ex, a different band uh, than some of the other ones for the attendees that that show that you've gone to the like presentation, which lays out all of the rules and gives you like a little paper copy thing so that you know. There are definitely DMs there the entirety of the time that it is open, and um, other than that. It's, you know, functions like a normal dungeon. Are there classes held every day or is it just on the first day? And if you don't go, you kind of miss out. No, there are multiple classes on multiple days. Oh, okay, cool. So that'll be laid out in the schedule as well. And it's just so that everybody gets a chance to go. And it is a very popular place. What is like the biggest rule that you should describe that you need to discuss? Like... Like, so for example, I, I talked to someone recently and he's a porta pup. Can I be a porta pup in there? I mean, yeah, technically, if you have, like, I think the biggest thing is, is consent for everyone and an understanding of who you're playing with. So like there, and as long as things are, are set up for all the different, like, so like tarps are a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stuff like that Perfect. I, like, I guess that's the biggest thing i would say is like as long as you're prepared and you can handle it all then yes it's usually pretty good um there are definitely there are always going to be some sort of limits i don't have all the exact limits listed out but i think everything else is fine um and they'll they'll discuss all that in the presentation class for for the dark room and it and everything because it yeah. is it is definitely the goal of it is that is that bridge between 
the 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 general less sexualized age play aspects and and the very sexualized age play aspects and or greater kink aspects that cross over so got it so for all you horny age players go to the dark room yeah pretty much Perfect. It was it, it was definitely a need and and it was definitely something we wanted to bring and it's it's fairly popular. I love it. I will definitely go to one of those classes. All right. So I asked my listeners if they had any questions regarding Capcom this year and so here here are those questions. First question. Are there any plans to have Capcom outside of Chicago. I know Capcom has Chicago in the name, but I it's it sounds like every year that like, you know, more people want to attend, which probably makes it harder to find a host hotel to accommodate all the people that want to show up. So is there any talks or or have there been any talks or have there been any plans to have Capcom outside of Chicago so you could have it at a bigger venue? So the thought's been brought up. Um we're still still mulling that concept over because that changes changes a little bit about what Capcom is as a venture if we decide to have it outside of Chicago or have it in in that way bigger or in multi or even multiple times we've talked about that too so like all of those aspects would then change how much time and, and effort is put into everything and the difference between it being an extra thing we can do versus a job. <clears throat> and some of that is, is why that's a hard line to sit and, and maneuver around, if that makes sense. So the discussion is happening for sure about whether a bigger venue or even outside of Chicago, but there's a lot more planning and time that we need before we can actually figure that out. Got it. So it sounds like it really comes down to if it ever did move, it would become more of a job on your end and then no longer a passion project. And then now we're in, and now that kind of becomes less fun for you, the organizers. That is part of it. It also, it's just becomes twice as much of a, a time consuming venture where it needs to be at a point where we can actually pay people because of how much time they have to put into it. And we haven't been able to really factor that in out like i said because everything feeds back into the event and that becomes a little more tricky so that's a whole nother aspect of things that would need to be figured out and discussed if we were to say do capcom in a different place got it or or even like multiple times a year which also has been discussed so got it i'm gonna ask that question later on but um Another question someone brought up was, what is the best way to meet other people before the event? And I know there's, you know, there's uh, FET, probably like FetLife groups that could join or Telegram groups they can join. But in your opinion, is there any other ways to meet people, meet other people before the event? Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, FetLife for sure is a good resource. Um, but I would use that as a resource to then find bunches in your area. Bunches are my favorite resource to meet people. Um, I know with COVID that kind of took things down for a while, but it's starting to build back up. Um, but I'm a huge, I'm a huge uh, uh, supporter of of munches because we have, we definitely have one in Chicago, just the the regular cat munch, which is what led to Capcom in the first place. But uh, so I'll always support that. And then um, Discord is becoming bigger and bigger. 
So mm -hmm. I know that we're working on building a Capcom Discord as well. So we'll hopefully have that completely set up soon so that people can join there as well. Um, and then, yeah, I think I would say looking for in-person munches is, or, or like local parties or things like that is definitely one of my big ones because that at least gives you some initial exposure to not only people, but to some of being around a group that you're going to see in, you know, 20 fold when you go to the event. <laughs> yeah. So like, I definitely think that that's where you start going to some local things before you get into like the bigger aspects of, of Capcom, because that can also blunt some of that overwhelming feeling of, Oh my God, there's all these people. God, you're, you know what, the more I think about it, you're so right. Yeah. Because for a lot of us, this kink is very on our own or very much only online and so, yeah, it does kind of make sense that going to a munch would help you kind of prep for that, prep for the, oh, wow, you're another person in a diaper in front of me. This is wild. Yeah, right. It's it's not something you think about at first until it's there and you go, oh, my God, look at all these people. And this is, and I've said this on, on another podcast where I talked about the history of, of Capcom, but like the first year. We had like 68 people and I was like, we barely get like a dozen at the month. Where'd all these people come from? And then to even now, uh, if you had told me like, you know, 10 years ago that we would have the amount of people coming out from all over the planet that we do now, I would have told you you were out of your mind because the concept of it, I couldn't fathom. It still blows my mind every time when I look at just who's coming from where and all of these things. And I'm like, when did this become a global event? How? How is this a thing? It's hard for me to comprehend. The only way I'm going to respond to that is if you build it, they will come. That, that's all <laughs> I have to say to that comment. If you build it, they will come. And you built it and they, they are coming. Clearly. Um, I was like, what? <laughs> so another question people have, could you mention, you don't have to mention every vendor, vendor. And once you have that list, I'm sure you will post it so people can see every, every vendor. But could you mention some of the vendors that will be there this year? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, Tykables will be there, of course, and ABU and um, the uh, ABDLer is coming out with some of their stuff. Um, that's the big Colorado one. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, can only, I think Lovely Marks, the big paddle vendor that was there last year, is going to be there. Um, I'm trying to think of... There's a bunch of other ones. I'm so bad at remembering all the different vendors. Um, but, um, oh, uh, Little Kink Boutique is going to be there this year. Oh, fun. Um, yeah, so that's just that's just a handful. <laughs> I think I think Rears is also going to be there. I think I don't know if I mentioned them, but yes, I think they're all going to be there, um, which is exciting. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm. We definitely will post the list, and we definitely will have it all, have it all out before the event. Nice so expect it within the next couple of weeks at the latest. Let's talk about changing stations. Is there just one changing station for all of Capcom or is there like multiple changing stations throughout the, throughout the ho okay. host hotel? 
So there's there's one changing room filled with many changing stations. Wow. So that's where that's we have one of our our amazing people um who has been a builder with us since the beginning built this very intricate set of stalls that erect into what is a bunch of changing stations inside a big room. And so I don't remember the exact number of them, but it is so many, many people can be changing at once. We've also used to set up supplies like just in the extra bathrooms and stuff in case someone had chosen to change in a bathroom that is nearby. But Mm -hmm. yeah, the main area is definitely in the specifically designated changing room full of that's where you would also then get like the, the diapers and stuff. They're all there. Two questions. And it's a big room. <laughs> One question, that room either smells amazing or overwhelming. <laughs> Second question, are all the changers volunteers? Okay, so there's not actual people there changing people that are on staff. It is a space where you can be changed. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Or if you need to change, there's a changing table there for you to use. So, Yes. We do not provide people to change other people's diapers. But if you meet a cute person, you could probably go ask them to have them change you in the changing stations, right? Absolutely. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So let's, I, let's, let's not get that confused. <laughs> no, well, I don't know. You, had, you said you had volunteers for the, for the cabaret event. So I was like, hmm, you know, thousands of people go to this event. Maybe they have like thousands of diaper changers at Capcom. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. There's just, there's fine lines with, with how that works conceptually. And it's, it's a difficult line. How many diapers do you think that get changed at Capcom? I mean, like, does the host hotel know that you are literally bringing in tons of dirty diapers? Oh, 100%. They very much know. Um, they, yeah, no, the, the one thing about the hotel is the hotel knows exactly what's going on. And they're very aware, for, aware of it from the beginning. So that's, you got to do that if you want this to work. If you're not up front with them, bad things happen. And so they very much know and they appreciate how we take care of everything. And we even have like an extra dumpster brought in for this reason. So like, I forget, but they did the calculation on the year 10. And it was like an insane number of thousands of pounds of diapers that were used during the time of the event. Oh, a question that just popped into my mind. So that so the changing stations, you know, that that has its own garbage kind of system, right? Right. But what right, about right. but what about like when I'm in my own room and let's say I have like a little impromptu diaper party, what do I do with my giant bag of dirty diapers? Do I leave them out in the hallway? Do I bring them down to the to the changing stations? I mean, what do I do with now my own personal bag of That is a great question. So, actually, it's a really great question because that is one we get a lot. Um, there is a space to put your bags. So first off, the hotel gives everyone extra garbage bags 
specifically for this event. Oh, and they're already in your hotel rooms. They're and they're big ones. They're like big black bags. Mm-hmm. And um, you can load those up and bring them out into a big centralized garbage can in the on all the floors. There's definitely you'll see it. It can be no other thing. And everyone kind of puts it all there, and they fairly often will change all that up so that it is open for more. Nice. They're very good about it. The only reason I ask is I believe last year you told me one of the big rules at Capcom is, of course, no messing on the floor, or, you know, no messing in the open spaces. And if you do, it's preferred to go back to your room. So I was just curious, like, how that works if. There was an impromptu messy party at Capcom. Where do those people throw away those diapers? And so it sounds like there's a space that they can go put that bag. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I would definitely, yeah, make sure it's wrapped up. And and then definitely there are a bunch of big bags that they leave for each room so that you have a space to take all that out. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. So this question, I... I really liked this question. So what is the vibe of Cap of Capcom? Is it more social? Is it more sexual? Is the is is there a sp- you mentioned the dark room, but does does Capcom as a whole have a kind of fulsome feeling to it or does it have more of like a friendly social vibe to it? You know, that's hard to say. I try to when I tried to build it from the beginning with, with everyone as we were working, I had aimed towards more of the friendly social. And I think to some extent, we definitely still keep that. I think as it continues to grow, there are definitely more sexual aspects. There's definitely more party aspects. There's, there's a lot more of that. I think it depends on where you are in, in the event, because if you're in the rooms, there's definitely more party aspects going on. When you're down in the certain spaces, there's definitely more innocence and age play and, and friendly things because headspace has always been the biggest focus. Mm-hmm. I think it just depends on where you are in the event it is the viable change. Because, I mean, definitely in the dark room or the cabaret, you're going to see a more adult headspace, a more adult feeling. Still maybe friendly social, but definitely in the dark room, much more sexual. Um, so it's hard It's hard to really pinpoint any one aspect. I know I try to present in a more friendly social aspect than I do anything else. And I know that's what we try to promote. But it kind of, the attendees pull it in a bunch of different directions based on what they're feeling and that's not a bad thing either. So it's not looked down upon if if diapers are very sexual for you and, and you're not much of an age player. It's just kind of you find your space that you vibe with more. So you were saying if you're a more sexual person, maybe the dark room or the cabaret events or meeting people on the floor and, and figuring out where these after parties or parties are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the whole the whole. I guess motivation behind Capcom itself is to bring people together who have that similar interest and are just allowed to be all the aspects as much as we possibly can. And that's why we continue to try to build more and more things for people to have those spaces so that they can feel what is right to them. Cause I'm not going to be able to tell everyone what's right or what they are going to like or what they're going to go to, but, but they can tell, tell me 
that's why I constantly get input and I constantly try to build the things so that everyone else feels included and, and feels comfortable and, and can just be. Yeah, no, that, I, that sounds so cool. It's, it's so cool that you had this idea of it in the beginning and instead of kind of like not allowing the event to, to adapt and grow, you've allowed it to kind of evolve as more people come because you're right. ABDL is so many things to so many people. And it's so, it would be, it almost kind of be criminal to to say like, nope, ABDL or age play is this. It's all we have. Right. And I think that's, that's definitely, we definitely met those crossroads. It definitely was there because, because when in the original conceptualization of it, it definitely was like, well, age play is all this innocent ABDL stuff and, and all these things. And except it's not, it's not mm-hmm. just that. Mm-hmm. And, and learning that things. And even, even I needed to be educated on, on all the different aspects beyond what my personal understanding was. And that just takes time and exposure and, and learning and being willing to hear from other people. And, and once we all started doing that, we, we build it to what it is today. Very cool. So you talked about how, you know, I already asked you, what should I pack? And you said a variety of outfits. Is there any other advice for for what to wear at Capcom? I mean, like, let's say, could I just walk around in a diaper? Is it preferred that diapers are covered up? Um, You know, any any more advice on on attire when attending Capcom? Yeah, no, um, you can just walk around in just a diaper in most places. The only time you need to cover the diaper up is when you're in like places with food so like the restaurant and stuff you got to cover your diaper um and and then the cabaret mm-hmm. <laughs> um otherwise you're, you're welcome like a lot of people will walk around in like a, a shirt and and a diaper and stuff like that um we had a big uh rule that everyone's nipples have to be covered so doesn't matter it doesn't matter who you are your nipples have to be covered um Okay, wait, but um, now my now my little horny mind is asking, does that mean I could walk around with just a diaper and pasties on? Yes. I love it. If you really wanted to. <laughs> yes. And I think we've had that happen. Perfect. I love it. Uh, it, it is a more hotel rule than it is an us rule. And right. in order to be fair, we made it for everybody. Yeah, yeah, that seems that fair. That, yeah, no, that seems totally fair to me. Um, second to last question. Let's say I'm going alone, right? Like this event has become so huge that people are now just kind of buying a ticket and going alone and hoping for the best. You mentioned going to munches beforehand, but what about for those people that are going to Capcom alone, right? Like they just bought a ticket, maybe mm-hmm. maybe they are in they've got an Airbnb and they're just coming in for the day. Any advice for someone that's going to Capcom alone? Sure. So here's the thing. Although I have many friends, I have never had a partner to bring to the event. I have never gone to Capcom other than alone. (laughs) So I have lots of experience in this. Even yes, I know I've been working and doing the things, but, but um, yeah, I mean, I would don't come with any preconceived notions of anything. I understand that it's nerve wracking. Sometimes you're there's either people hoping to meet people, which will happen. You'll make friends and stuff, but I would go with that mentality more than finding a partner that stuff like that has happened in May. 
I, I don't know the statistics, but I would go in looking to meet some people to hang out with similar interests because you'll it is likely you will find them. Um, and I would say find something within the schedule that really interests you or a space that really interests you and start there. And just um, when you're ready, say hi to somebody. If they haven't already come and said hi to you, and I guarantee you that will at least start a conversation. And and you never know what will happen from there. And like I said before, people are very friendly at Capcom and they are very welcoming. And depending on what you're interested interested in, you can usually find things. Like we have all sorts of things going on. We have trading card game tournaments. We have video game things. We have D&D. We have people playing in big playrooms. We have all the like furry and pet things happening. We have, you know, people just hanging out at the bar. I mean, there's there's a, an astronomical amount of things happening. So if you're by yourself and you're worried about what's going to happen or, or afraid to meet people or any of those things, I would go to either one of the events that's happening that interests you and start there. Or go to a space that interests you and sit down and start doing your thing. And I guarantee you, people will come talk to you. Or, or even if you see people playing a thing, say, hey, you know, can I join you? And, and people will be very friendly in right. most instances. In most instances. I'm never going to say all because I never know 100% of what's going to happen. He didn't want to be my friend. And Alexi said everyone here was friendly. <laughs> See, I'm not gonna do that. Not gonna not gonna put myself in that in that situation. Um, I just thought of it now. I think I do need to ask this question. And I know after this is released, it, this is a very it's a very fluid question. So hopefully no one holds you against this. But as of this recording, are there any host rooms left? And then as of this recording, is there any tickets left for people to buy? Um, as of this recording, I don't know about host rooms and I know, I think the last of the tickets were getting settled because what, what has been happening is as people have life events happening, we tend to try to, to let the ticket releases go out again as to what we have. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure on a number for any of those aspects, I would have to talk to the one in charge of just that. Got it. So I will say, I think there are at least some tickets still. I don't know about hotel rooms. Got it. So if you, so the, the train to get into the host hotel room has passed unless you find someone still looking for a roommate. And in terms Correct. of tickets, I think if I've been reading the emails, right, it's kind of, you check every, what, every Sunday, to see mm -hmm. what tickets um, have been re-released. Correct. Got it. Okay. Um, and then the last rule that I think we should mention is there's no pictures at Capcom, right? No. So basically what happens is, I mean, based, well, okay. So there's no pictures from your phone unless you're in your room by yourself with whatever is going on. We have everyone gets phone camera covers and all these things when they come and check in. And then the rules are they always have to be covered. If you get caught without a cover on your phone, then you have to go with staff and, and that gets taken care of and then it gets recovered. Um, 
which actually almost everyone's been really good about. So over the years since we started doing it, because it used to be no phones in the event at all. And that's not reasonable anymore in this day and age. So basically the one other thing we do have though, is we have photo booths and stuff. So we will be having that. And that goes directly to you after you take pictures in the photo booth. Oh, how fun. Yes. So we do have that aspect happening. Um, as compared to people having the need to have their phones and their cameras out. And one of the things that um, one of my friends brought up in, in one of their podcasts was talking about how when they are in little space, they, they basically threw their phone across the room so that they would not be distracted by it and it would not be an adult space. And I'm like, that's brilliant. Kind yeah. of disconnect yourself. I was just about to say, you know, after hearing you talk about how like this is a very retreat type event, it would almost be a fun little challenge to see could you could could you go to Capcom without your phone? You know, like it I don't want to speak for everyone, but right. I think I might try that, you know, maybe try Capcom without a phone. Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things that was an interesting concept because it, it then forces you to, to amuse yourself with all the other things that are happening. And, and you know, in uh, it's like a mindfulness moment almost, I guess, is the easiest way to put it. It's like now you have to deal with exactly what's in front of you at the time that it is happening. And, and you get to explore some of that, which is kind of different. You know what so. I just thought of? Two things. Do you have a station at your at your event that you make your have you ever seen those little placards that people can put around their necks that say like my name is this is what I have these are my yeses these are my noes Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Is there a space um, for I that to make one at Capcom? I'm sure we could figure that out. Oh, I was going to say because I mean, we haven't we haven't directly we have a lot of times we've had like uh tags and pins and stuff in the past that have said certain things like pronouns and certain stuff like that we haven't really gone too crazily into the this is what i'm doing and this is what i want stuff we used to years ago and it 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 became complicated to monitor so we don't want to be responsible for some of that but uh i understand what you're saying um i've actually seen some things attendees are working on separately you know not with the convention itself to build little things like cards and stuff that say like hey this is who i am this is my pronouns this is what i'm into stuff like that so i think that is another aspect i think we will grow into with more and more people being open as they get comfortable which is an interesting concept i haven't really thought about too much and i should Oh. Yeah, I think that would be <laughs> so fun. That and then I was just thinking, I don't know if you've seen or kept up with like some, there's like these little, they almost look like little credit cards and like you tap your phone on them and it shares all your like socials that you want to exchange. I think those two things at this event would be so cool. I've actually heard of the cards. I've never seen any of them or interact with any of them. But yes, I think that is something to look into for sure. And I, I will be talking to all of the directors and stuff about it. May, not for this event, probably, but in the future, definitely. <laughs> all right. Last listener question. And I think this one is so cute. If someone wanted to thank the Capcom team for all their hard work, how could they do that? Okay. So 
when I get this question, I always say the the best thing you could do is following the rules <laughs> is number one. Okay. Because uh, that shows that that you care, and and B just just go and and be yourself. Because I I can't explain enough the gratification of watching people find that space that they either didn't know existed or hadn't experienced before or or any of the things. It was it used to be one of my favorite things in the world when when we were much smaller because I used to do all the opening ceremonies and then I would just release the space to all the attendees and watching the look on everyone's face was like this string of emotion. That was the most amazing thing I'd ever seen because, because it's the awe and the wonder and, and then seeing everyone go and just, just be and do all the things and get involved. That is, is its own like, thank you to, to us. And as far as everyone else, even just saying, you know, seeing someone with a badge or even the hotel people and just saying, Hey, thank you for the work you do. People are very, very appreciative of, of things like that. Got it. So if you want, if you want to say thank you, just, just live your little ABDL heart out at this event and and follow the rules. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And if, if you, if you feel, if you feel like you want to feel free to, to see someone with one of the director badges or any of the workers and just say, you know, thank you for the work you do. And believe me, they will appreciate it. Oh, well, thank you, Alexi, for coming to Newsy Snook and getting me ready for Capcom. I'm very excited to go to my first Capcom this year. Good. I'm glad. I'm happy you're coming out. I, I hope you have fun. We'll, we'll have to sit and talk in person. Yes. Yes. Very excited for that. Thank you. Bye. All right. Thank you for having me. And I'll come back anytime. kiddos i hope my conversation with alexi was helpful to anyone heading to capcom next month i'm both excited and nervous for my first time if you see me please say hi and if you know of any messy fun parties please let me know all right kiddos i don't have any diapers so i need to change out of these soaked undies see ya bye